right, Haley, it is so good to see you. Uh, before we begin, though, I guess I have to say congratulations on winning gold. That is huge. How you feeling? Like speechless, you know, every time you win a gold, like there's just there's no words to describe the emotions. And and it's kind of like a high that you chase over and over again. So I guess, you know. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with like chasing that high, right, does it ever feel as good as the first one? Or do they start to feel better? No, the first one, I was so emotional. Like when they played the national anthem, like just tears <laughs> flew down. my. I was just like sobbing. And I was like, I just, it's just so incredible. And I think like, especially when you share it with, like your teammates that you've bonded with for months at that point in a different country, like basketball every day. Like it's just a different, it's a different type of, of like celebration. And I've, ne the first one is the best one, but mm -hmm. this was my first like women's mm -hmm. like women's event. So it felt different because I was like, wow, like I just want a grown woman, like gold medal. <laughs> like these are grown women. So like, yeah, I was very this proud. big one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Well, I mean, so many good moments and good videos uh, came out of those moments. Uh, one that I was just watching was a video of you just breaking your opponent's ankles. Uh, and I bring that up because I hear you literally broke someone's ankles when you oh were much God. younger. Can you please tell me that story? <laughs> it's actually funny because he, my brother literally brought this up to me like two days ago and he was like, can you stop telling this story? Like, on <laughs> I was like, why? Like, it's the best story. No, my brother, love him to death, my best friend on this whole planet. But yeah, we played one-on-one -on -one when I was like, really, I was like first or second grade. He was like fourth, fifth grade. And, you know, he was in a boot after. So that's all, that's all I'm going to leave it at. You know, my first victim. So <laughs> <laughs> your first victim. First so victim. whatever you did, you crossed him up so bad that he ended up in a boot later is what yes. you're saying. Yes. He, he argues that it was his toe, like he broke his toe, but I'm, it was ankle. It was definitely ankle. The x-ray, we have the x-rays to prove it. So I, I have evidence. <laughs> so you have, you can always say, oh no, I have truly broken someone's I ankle. I'll just talk about it. Yeah. I truly. <laughs> I love it. You know, I want to talk about young Haley a little bit more because I know that when you were in high school, at one point you had said, I could have 20 points at halftime and they'll still be chanting overrated. Have yeah. you seen people's attitude towards your game change? Or is there still a hint of that that you feel? Um, you know, I think it's people's attitudes to my game probably haven't changed. I think whether I care what they think is has what has changed. You know, as I've grown up, I have learned that like it's just it's none of my business what people think about my game and I don't I don't have to prove anything to anyone and I think that's the only part that has changed and I've ever since I've made that mindset switch like I've played so much more free with so much more joy and like just pure love for the game so I wouldn't go back for anything. Mm, I love that because you know I always say 
It's not that people will ever start treating you better or talking about you better. It's that you get better. And as you get better, all of that stuff just kind of works out in the ways that you want it to. So when was that moment for you where you made that switch from caring to not caring as much? You know, like... I think it's happened like several times in my life, but, and you just kind of like go back into your old ways, you know, like when in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, like I kind of like was like, okay, I need to make a change mentally because like I'm starting to feel drained, like caring and trying to please everybody and wondering if people think I'm good or not. And that was when I first was like, okay, this is an issue I have. Like I care too much. And then like I did good for a couple months and then like, went right back to it, like was worried what the ant, like the analysts were saying about me, where I was projected in this and this. And like, I just fell back into it. But I really think this summer, uh, I've done a lot of work on it and, and like self-reflection. And I've, I've been able to carry it through. Like I carried it through this world cup and, and like people, feel a way about like how we celebrated and people feel a way about my like decision to go to LSU. And like, I can truly say like, I have peace in knowing that I don't owe explanations to anybody for how I am, my personality, like my decisions, like people are going to feel the way they're going to feel. And that's out of my control. And the only thing I can control is, is how I choose to feel about myself. And so like, that's, I've been really proud of myself that I've been able to like, you know, keep that mindset steady. Like, cause it's easy to adopt it for a month or so. And then you kind of like go back to the old Haley, but I can say like confidently now, like I'm very consistent in how I show up for myself every day. Mm, I love that. And I'm I'm so happy that you feel like, you know, you have gotten to that place. You mentioned self-reflection. What does that look like for you? What are the questions you're asking yourself in those moments? Yeah, I think, you know, like the major one for me is like I come off as such a confident person. Like I'm such a confident personality, you know, but at the end of the day, when I was realizing that I cared so much about what people had to say, like if they thought I was a, an elite shooter, if they thought I could play defense, I was like, is that what a confident person would feel? Like would a truly confident person like really care? And that's when I was like, okay, I give off this persona that I'm super confident, but I clearly like on the inside that might not be who I am yet. And I gave myself grace. I was like, that's okay. But the the first step is like, you know, realizing that maybe that's just a persona that I give off and I, and I'm not truly confident deep down. And once I was able to like discover that about myself and accept that and be like, that's okay. We can work on that. I've just, I've made like leaps and bounds and, and life is just so much more peaceful. Like that's, that's yeah. the most part, like <laughs> just life is peaceful. I'm happy. I'm joyful. Um, the world just brings things to you, um, that you want when you're in, when you're in a positive headspace. So. Absolutely. And that's so interesting too, because it kind of speaks to this idea that a lot of the times what people maybe think of us, it's not that we aren't that, but we maybe aren't that yet. 
And so you're feeling like you're having to catch up to the persona that's out there about about you while also trying to become that person. And you were also doing it in front of so many people, figuring out who you are. So I'm really happy that you feel you you have reached uh, that peace and that clarity uh, within your life, because I think that's really important. It's going off of that. I think life is moving really quickly for you. How are you staying just sane generally? (laughs) I know. Um, You know, I've been like focusing a lot on just being in the present. And like, I feel like, especially when we were trying to win the gold medal in Europe and, and it's so easy to like, look ahead to like, oh, we're going to match up with this team eventually. Like you just like, I just want to win the gold medal already. Like you get anxious for the future. And like, then I was like, I'm not really enjoying this like wonderful moment that I have with these three other girls that I might never play with again in this like beautiful country. Like I just, you just don't get to enjoy life as much when you're Mm -hmm. living in the past and the future. And so I think, um, you know, I was able to like really center myself and take it day by day. And, um, you know, I came out of that experience like, having had so much fun. So I think that's something that I'm going to try. You know, life is moving super fast. I've got a ton of new phases in my life that I'm about to enter, but the only thing that I can do is is to try to enjoy all of it and truly take it all in is like just being the present, you know, I feel like any, any living, any other, uh, in any other mindset is it's just not going to allow me to really be where I need to be. Totally. Well, I mean, you know, not to put more pressure on you, but what do you want to mean to women's basketball? Um, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of different answers like I could give from like a skills standpoint or like a an attitude standpoint. But I guess like I hope that when young like boys and girls watch me, Um, is that they kind of find security that they can be who they are and that their personality and who they are on the inside, like whether that shows in sports or whether it shows like in the classroom or wherever, wherever they choose to, to develop in life, it's okay to be you. Like you don't have to change. And I think the people that have impacted me most in my life, like that's what they've given me is like, it's okay to be Haley. Like God gifted you these personality traits for a reason. Like, don't be scared. And I think like above all, just be okay with who you are because when you, when you find that in life, you know, just good things end up coming your way. Yeah. So who showed you that? Um, I think, you know, from the beginning, it's always been my family. I've been Mm -hmm. blessed with an amazing family. My parents, my brother, like, they have always supported me. They always have my back. Like, they want me to be Haley. And then I think, you know, like, as I developed in my career and I was able to work with some NBA players and WNBA players and, like, you know, I had my time with Kobe and I, I am close with Kelsey Plum and, and I've talked to Kyrie and stuff like that. And all of them kind of give me the same message is that like, it's okay to be who you are. And like, they just have validated me in that aspect and that not a lot of other players that I look up to have. And I think like, you know, it just was inspiring. And so I've been inspired in that way. So I guess like, I hope to inspire other like young players 
in that yeah. way too. That's great. I mean, and going off the list you just named, you have been able to meet some really popular people in just sports and culture, whether that's, I don't know, the people that you named, uh, Jack Harlow, Odell, Kyrie, so many people. Which relationship or friendship has been the coolest for you? Um, you know, I will just talk about Jack Harlow for a minute because... Okay. Um, you know, he did a lot for our, my program at Louisville and, and the team and the excitement around women's basketball. Like he wore my jersey to a festival and like it just like I feel like he's really like bought into to women's basketball. And it's been cool to um, see him like invest in that way and and be OK with like shedding some light on us but no he's been super awesome <laughs> like <laughs> I I just love like you know whenever I get to see him or I've been to a concert of his before and all that and like you know I think he's a great he's a great friend who's just willing to give and I think a lot of people yeah. you know all of those personalities and friendships that I have with other like big stars a lot of people don't always see that side of them and I think it's just like it's cool for me me to be able to genuinely experience that and be like you know these are great people who always want to give back and and help build other people up I love that. And I will say, so Jack is one of my best friends and he is genuinely a huge fan of you. And he does support women's basketball. I remember sitting, watching the WNBA draft with Jack and a lot of people won't sit and watch that. And he was mm -hmm. so into it. He has his favorite players as he should. So I'm, I'm happy that you all have had a relationship and you see just how much he does care about sports in general, but specifically um, women's athletes. Uh, I was reading that your left leg shorter than your right leg yes. how does that affect your game and what accommodations you have to make for that no I mean I've had it ever since I was little like I have a actual discrepancy in my femur length on my left side um and I used to like build up the outside of my basketball shoe like a three quarters of an inch and when I got to college the doctors were like you can't do this. Like you're going to tear your ACL. Like this is just an injury waiting to happen. So I had to like retrain my body to learn to play, um, at the uneven lengths. And like, it was a, it was a ton of like physical therapy, a ton of like corrective, um, stuff going on in my like skeletal space. And it was a lot of work and it's still a lot of work. You know, I have to, I have to do it every day because it's a problem that I'm going to have forever. But, um, yeah, it's funny because like my whole right side is bigger. Like my right calf is bigger. My right quad is bigger. <laughs> like my right hand is bigger than my left hand. Like literally everything on my right side is bigger. And I compensate a lot on my right side. Like if people watch my game when, when I'm off balance, when I'm shooting, I, I'm compensating on my right side too much. And so that's something that I've, I've learned about myself and I know when my shot's off, you know, watch the film, look at, look at where you're landing. Are you leaning on your right side? And so mm. like, you know, I know that about myself now. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's something that, you know, God gave me that I'm just going to have to work <laughs> through every day. Do I wish my, my feet were the same length? Yes. But at the end of the day, like I'm, I still am what I am with, with what he gave me. So, um, it's just, it's kind of a funny, like, joke to tell people when they yeah. first meet me. Like, like it's like the 
icebreaker in the classroom like yeah my, my left leg is shorter <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure and then you know on the upper part of your body do you like being called the lefty I do like I love yeah. my lefty I love my lefty persona like I think it kind of is like my edge and it's funny to me because like sometimes I get annoyed because people are like Oh, like she's so dominant left. I'm like, people that are right handed are dominant right. Like, you just started talking about yeah. me because I'm left handed. Like, come yeah. on. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, it goes both ways, bro. Come on. But no, I, um, I love being left handed. And I think, you know, I have that lefty swag. They, there's like a myth that there's a lefty swag or whatever, but you know, I think I have it. So thank, yeah. thank the Lord. He blessed me with the left hand <laughs> because it came with some swag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same if it was the right. For sure. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. As a, as a right-handed person, I'll say the swag maybe would elevate right. if I was left-handed. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't want to do that to people. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> your Twitter header has a quote that I really like. It says, are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? What's your answer? And why is that message so important to you? Yeah, you know, I think I stole that from... Kevin Durant, but like it always just like it was at a point in my life where it hit me really hard. And because I was like starting to blow up and I felt like um, I felt like there was people around me that had had changed their mindset that maybe that this was something they wanted to do to become famous. And I still felt like I love basketball, like at my core, I'm not like a person, like I'm not like a social media personality. I'm a little bit more reserved, like I'm quieter. Like it's, it's not something that, that I like would choose. And I think, you know, like there's pressure on me to like be that social media personality. And I've just always went back to that. Like, are you playing basketball to become great? Because that's what I want to do. I want to be great at basketball. I want to be one of the greats. Um, am I trying to grow and be great at basketball or am I continuing to play basketball to set myself up for other things like financially and, and like all of that? And I think, you know, for me, I'm doing it to facilitate growth because I have a lot of things that, that I want to do with my career that haven't happened for me yet. But yeah, no, I definitely stole that from Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I just, it just like hit me. I was like, you are right. Like, right. Facilitate growth. Like, it was so true in that moment. And I just kept it there because I feel like, you know, when, when sometimes when good things happen, like when I win the gold medal, like I've experienced success, like, am I going to change the reason that I started playing basketball or am I going to stay true to like that little girl that just wanted to be great? So. Mm. We will see. I love that. And so when you saw KD say that, it hit you in a way that you were kind of asking yourself or the things that I'm doing equaling that facilitating of growth. And I think that for honestly, a lot of athletes, it's easy to get caught up in the being famous aspect and the work kind of becomes secondary. So keeping mm -hmm. the main thing, the main thing is really important. Have you been able to tell KD that that message resonated with you? Um, I actually haven't yet. That's a good idea, though. I should I should let him know. I, you know, I've corresponded with him a little bit, especially over this last summer. Um, you know, he congratulated me on my commitment to LSU, which which meant a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I think 
I think that would be a good story because there are like he's one of those people that I do look up to in the fact that they seem very disconnected from the the results that come with being a star and that's what he is like he he's clearly not in it because he likes the way that it makes him feel or the things that he gets or the attention that he gets you know he he doesn't give off that energy to me and I think like that's something I really respect about him. For sure. Yeah, KD just wants to be great. So I exactly. love that you enjoyed that message. Um, one thing that I have really enjoyed just recently, really, is the competitive balance that we continue to see in women's college basketball. When I was growing up, and still now, it's no shade to UConn, but it was like UConn was the standard. And it didn't matter, you were not going to be UConn. That was just what it was whenever yeah. somebody talked about that program. How have you seen that continue to change in college? Yeah, I think it was the same way for me growing up. Like, the only team I can remember ever watching when I was little was UConn. And, like, mm-hmm. my more and, like, all those great players and they they set the precedent for women's basketball, but I think, you know, in today's climate, there's so many other schools that bring, like, immense talent to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun for me to just be a part of. Like, I've been lucky enough to, to come in the generation where we could experience the growth of that, right? So the ones before us kind of set the table and broke the barriers. In my generation, we still have barriers to break, but we're also kind of reaping the benefits of all the hard work the players before us um, did. But no, it's like, it's something so special. I think like the women's NCAA tournament this year was just crazy because there was so much star power and like you don't always see that a lot in women's sports like there was like just household names everywhere like everybody knew who was playing and their names and knew where they were from and knew and knew their high school stats like it was just (laughs) awesome to it was just really great to see the game grow because at the end of the day like that's all I want. Like, I want to see the game grow and I want to see more opportunities be given to women. And, and, um, you know, the attention doesn't all need to be on me because a win is a win at the end of the day. And if, if my, you know, teammates are getting attention or another girl on another team is getting attention, that's a win for the, for the game of women's basketball and women's sports in general. So yeah. I think it's just been like, it's been very validating to see that, like, people are starting to buy in and and realize that, you know, the parody in women's basketball is crazy mm-hmm. now and and you better come to play every day because you can get beat <laughs> and sit home. So Absolutely. It's awesome. Any night could belong to any team. So I don't mm-hmm. know if this question is gonna make sense, but if UConn, you know, was the UConn of its time, who's the UConn now? What team, what program do you view as that? Oh I mean Honestly, I feel like none because UConn was so dumb. Like, yes, nobody's like I. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really. But I'm gonna. Um, I feel like the closest that since I've been in college would have to be South Carolina. You know, with how dominant they were, um, they had a really great season. This last season, they were obviously national champions uh, two seasons ago. Like, I think they're the closest that we've seen. Um, but the game, like we were just talking about, like the game is so strong now that it's so hard for you to see a back to back champion. And mm-hmm. like the di- like there's no really dynasties. Like it's so hard to build a dynasty now because like everybody has good players. 
And mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, the closest I could say is South Carolina, but like, realistically like i don't think there's <laughs> yeah. anybody that's close to them. yeah like you got is historically killing yes. everybody like it's yes. it truly is wild um but speaking of how hard it might be to go back to back you have a tall task ahead of you uh helping lsu potentially do that so let's talk lsu i want to know what did the first text from angel reese say <laughs> Oh my gosh. Actually, I hit her um as soon as uh as soon as they won in the semis um and after they won the national championship, I hit her right away because like I just loved her energy. I was like, keep being you, girl. Like, do not let anybody make you feel bad for being who you are. Like, you are a star. And like, and she hit me back. She's like, I love you, Haley. Like, gave me all the love back. And like, it was great. And then ever since then, you know, we kept in contact and, uh, I ended up choosing LSU. But, um, no, I think I kind of reached out first because I was yeah. like, girl, like, I love your energy. Like, keep it up but no she's been nothing but um great to me supportive um you know supporting me while I was playing overseas for three on three like um and she just seems like the type of girl that wants other people around her to do well and see them win and that's that's what I respect and love about her for sure. I mean, y'all are going to have so much energy on that team. It is going right? to be a show night in and night out. So yes. when you look at this LSU squad, what do you see? Um, You know, I think we, there's a lot of personality and a lot of people <laughs> are, are worried about um, how it's going to mix. But I think at the end of the day, um, when you have the same goals and that's to be the best that we can be as a team, that's not going to matter. And I think that I'm, I'm with a bunch of girls that are, have that same goal. And I don't think we're going to have issues on that front because we all just, we want to see the team do well. Mm-hmm. And that's the vibe I got from everybody. And I loved it, but I also see like, I see a little bit of like a glimpse of like a mini pro team. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like we've got so much, we have so many WNBA prospects and I really am excited because I think it's going to give me a taste of what the league is like and playing on a team with, with, um, such great players yeah, a lot around of me that like, how can I fit? How can I help this team that is already so good? Like what, what can I do to help them? And I think like, you know, I'm very confident in what I bring to the table, but also I think it's going to help me make, it's going to make me so much better for the next stage of my life, which is the WNBA. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to, we could probably have a reality TV show next year. I'm not even going to lie. It's going to be all the vibes, (laughs) but, um, I think it's just going to be so much fun to hoop with them. Like, it's going to feel like, you know, like, a summer like summer AU like you're just there to 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 have fun and ball out like I, I feel like that's what it's gonna be like and I just can't wait so you said that you have been asking yourself you know what can I do to make this team good to make this team better what answers have you come up with um yeah I think I think I bring a different type of leadership um that I'll be able to help with um you know I, I'm a little bit more of like a calm a calm personality, um, a different taste. 
Um, I think, you know, I, I, I do have point guard skills. A lot of people are like, oh, she's not a point guard. Oh, she doesn't shoot. And that's a lie. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come here and stand on two feet and tell everybody right now that's a lie. Um, it's about what opportunity I've been given. And I think at LSU, I'll be given an opportunity to, mm-hmm. to play point and, and show that I can run a team. And so I'm very capable of that. And I also think I have a unique shot making ability. Um, that kind of sets me apart. So, um, you know, I'm excited to show like that part to me, but I'm also just really excited for all the ways that LSU is going to make me better. Like, I think defensively, they're going to make me so much better. I think, um, you know, from a leadership standpoint, they're going to push me to be able to, to lead a team with other great players. And, and I think there's just, you know, for as much as I can do for them, they can do so much more for me. So, yeah, you know, as you talk about your shot making ability, that was actually what stood out to me so much watching the three on three. And how did you see that improve just while playing in that World Cup? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people wonder, like, why I chose three on three this summer, because I had the opportunity to play for USA five on five teams. And I chose three on three. And I think, like you said, like, you, it just pushes you to be better every single day. Like you're going to get exposed if you have any weaknesses in three on three. You're forced mm-hmm. to guard. Defense, anything. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, you can't take no possessions off, baby, or you're going to be getting your ankles snapped or someone's going to be dunking yeah. on you. So no, like it forces me to become a better defender. It forces me to become a better passer, to become a better reader, to become a better shot maker, to finish through contact. Like I'm in great shape. Like that's cardio to its finest. Mm -hmm. So like, I think, you know, every day we lost our first game in the tournament and I really watched the film and I was like, okay, Haley, like, how can I be better? Because we're trying to win a gold medal. And, Mm -hmm. um, luckily I was able to take that information in and it translated well every game after that. And, you know, my shots started going in, thank the (laughs) Lord. So, um, yeah, I think, um, just the immediate growth that I saw in that tournament, like really reaffirmed why I chose to do three on three in the first place. Cause I think it's such a great environment to, to improve, um, as yeah. a player. No. And, and we could see that it was really, really fun to watch, yes. you know, about three months ago, I remember you did an interview and you said that the ACC was the toughest basketball conference. Do you still feel that way or has your mind changed? <laughs> Oh, well, now that I'm gone, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, you know, like Haley has left the building. So, yeah, it's a, it's a new game. See, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think I think ACC and SEC are, are a little bit evenly matched. I think the star power in the SEC and the the um, domination of certain players is a little bit at a higher level. But I think overall, like this, the. Um, evenly balanced, like great teams in the ACC is also something that's overlooked. Like there's even the middle of the pack teams are still really, really good and they do really well in the NCAA tournament. So I yeah. think like there's so- certain things about ACC that are better, but there's also certain things about SEC that are better. I mean, now that I'm in the SEC, <laughs> I'm going to choose, I'm going to ride hard for the SEC. SEC is the best conference in the country, but I mean, if we're being honest, like, I think that there's different attributes to both that are have their benefits. Totally. Okay. well, as we know, we have 
moved on to LSU. We are in the SEC. I want to talk about Louisville really quickly just because I know there are some people that are probably still have some questions about things. So just broadly, what would you say is the number one reason you decided to make the move? I think, you know, it it came down to my ability to be happy. um, And I had to put myself first in that instant. You know, I felt like I had done my part and I had sacrificed myself and, and given my all to that program. And I was very grateful for the experiences I had there. But at the end of the day, I just I wasn't enjoying everyday life. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily all Louisville's fault, but it's also, you know, not all my fault, too. So I think it was a situation there where I chose that I deserve happiness, like I deserve an opportunity to love life. And um, that was why I left. I had no idea where I was going to go. I was fresh in the portal. Like, what am I going to do with my life now? But, you know, it was a really emotional. It was really hard decision. You know, I, I my best friends in my whole life, I made at Louisville. Um, I've went to a final four and I shared that with those coaches and those teammates and, and some of the highs in my life have been there, but also the, the deepest lows in my life have been there. And I think that, um, I think that I was at the point where I felt like I had learned what I needed to learn from that situation in that environment. And I was giving myself grace to to leave that and find something better for myself. And, um, you know, yeah, I think I think a lot of people speculate as to why I left. But that's exactly what they're doing is speculating because they have no idea what actually what actually happened or transpired. And I haven't ever really given an explanation because like I said earlier, like, you know, I can't control what other people are going to say, but I know in my heart that I, I made the right decision for me and my family and, and for women's basketball in general. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think on both sides, there's love and appreciation, um, for the time that we had together. Cause I don't regret it. I don't regret going yeah. to Louisville. It made me, I'm a such, I'm a much better player and a much better person, um, because of my experience there. But, you know, like I said, I've given myself the grace and the opportunity to, to find something better. Good. No, well, I'm glad you're able to have the space to say that because it sounds like for you, mentally, you had to make that move. I don't know if most people think that it was something that you had to do for your happiness. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think, you know, with with NIL being a popular topic of conversation and even like the ring chasing rumors, I think uh, I think, you know, those are logical things for people who don't know the situation to attract to for explanation as to why it happened. But it's it's definitely it's. It was a it was a decision made from the standpoint of is Haley happy and can Haley attain happiness in this situation? And that's where I made my decision off of. And I think, you know, like I don't feel bad for it um, because at the end of the day, I had to choose myself and and I was ready to do that. Good. Okay. And most importantly, do you feel happy now? I do. I do feel happy. And I think like I've grown so much even this summer and and I've experienced I've ha- I've had all these experiences that I never would have had if I wouldn't have made the move that I made. And I think I've been able to impact certain people with my decision too. like, you know, I think some players are they do feel 
weight and, and pressure to stay at schools that they might not be happy at um, because they don't want to disappoint or they don't want to seem disloyal. But I think, you know, the only person that you owe true loyalty to is yourself. And I think that um, mm. I hope that other players who were in my situation who truly feel like they've got the most they could out of of where they were and and um, that they weren't just truly happy with who they were in that situation, that they give themselves the, the freedom to to go try something new. Good. I mean, that's great perspective to have. Um, I'm not going to ask you about specifics because I feel like you are, are not ready to discuss that. You just have to promise me that whenever you do want to talk about what happened, you come to me. <laughs> yes, <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, too, was there any other schools you were debating? You know, once you enter the transfer portal, you're figuring it out or was LSU the one? Do you have any other options? Um, LSU was my only official visit. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I did, I did talk to a few other schools, like, uh, I was entertaining Stanford and in South Carolina, but, um, you know, I felt like my, my relationship with Kim that I had previously mm -hmm. and, um, just the situation that that school was in, I felt mm -hmm. like I was at a point in my life where I was ready to take that on. And, um, you know, I think that's why I said, like, I don't regret Louisville because it, it turned me into the woman who I needed to be to be able to to take LSU head on and and do what is right with this opportunity. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a good fit on all ends. Um, and it's going to make me better. It's going to prepare me for the league. And that's what's what was the main motive. For sure. I will say there's going to be some very sad South Carolina and Stanford <laughs> fans in the year they could have had you on the team. Uh, but no, that that's great. I want to talk Kim Mulkey a little bit because I just love seeing her outfits on the sidelines. She is like such a good coach and always dressed impeccably with her jackets. How would you style Kim Mulkey if you could style her? <laughs> Ooh, you know, I do love like I do love her little girl boss like pantsuits. Yeah. Um, and the pops of color, you know, I would, I would probably add like a nice bag. Cause I feel like she never has a bag. Ooh. Like I would probably get like, you know, some designer bags, some designer shoes just to like pop off. But I don't know. I'm more of like a street style girl too. So yeah. like maybe I can convince her to like wear a little tracksuit one of these days. <laughs> um, but I have no idea. She, you know, hey, you just say, coach, let me style person. you for my first game. <laughs> That's right, how that, you get I should have put that yes. in the contract. I should have put that in the scholarship. Totally. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, last little section for you. I love the video that is going around right now of when you had broke the gold medal, but you're holding it and you're like, doesn't matter. I'm the best. I want to contextualize what you mean in, in that moment. To you, what do you feel you are the best at? Um, you know, I felt when I said that in the moment, it was like, we're the best in the world. Like I'm a world champion. Like my team, we're world champions. We're the best. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt, I feel like, you know, like now that I'm like, when I watch the video, it's hilarious, actually. So like good. I think it's so funny, <laughs> but, um, like I truly was just so happy in that moment. And I felt so confident in who I was that like, I do, I do think I'm the best and that's okay. It's okay. To, it's okay to believe in yourself. And I feel like sometimes, especially as a female athlete, we can be like 
put people put shame and guilt on us when we're actually have self-confidence and are like, no, I deserve this moment. I deserve this spot. And I just, you know, I'm not going to shy away from that. Like I am, I am confident. I do think I'm a really good basketball player. Do I think I need to get better? A hundred percent. Do I think there are other great basketball players that I admire and think they're going to do great things for the game? A hundred percent. But there's space for all of those things. There's space for everyone at the table. Everyone can eat, right? So I'm going to give myself my space. I'm going to sit down at the table and eat too. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I don't like, I just am unapologetic about it. And, and that's where the peace in life has came in. Like I, I'm going to be me and that's okay. No, it is bringing me so much joy to hear you say that because I was actually just talking about this. Like last summer I had interviewed Jason Tatum and in the interview, we're talking about what it's like when he would show up to pro-ams and he goes, you know, I think I'm a big deal. And he said it so casually mm-hmm. and with so much conviction saying that he felt like he was one of the best and that he was a big deal. And I'm like, women should be able to say that exact same thing because male athletes talk about being the best, being the goat, being the king, all these things all of the time. And nobody really bats an eye. But if you're good at something, if you're one of the best at your craft, you should be able to say that because you feel it to be fact. So why do you think it's important for women to continue to outwardly express the things that they're really good at. Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, like I think in the in these playoffs, like Jimmy Butler was like, I'm the best player in the world. And that's OK. Like, I love that for you, Jimmy. Love like, I love that. I love that energy. But also when a woman does it, like, don't come at us sideways. And I think that, um you know, I think that my teammate Angel Reese is is a great vehicle um, mm-hmm. for that type of energy. And I just can't wait to support her and back her. But I think like, you know, it's going to the game is going to change when women feel comfortable in their sport, in their arena to actually say how they feel about themselves and not always feel like. Oh, being confident is unladylike, like talking trash is unladylike. Like, no, all these things are are a part of sports and it's what people love about sports. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm not scared to to say those things about myself. Like, do I I think I'm the best because I know that people that are truly confident and are at my level of of self-security aren't going to take that as a threat. They're going to take that as an invitation to be around someone who who is in the same headspace as them. And I think that that's why I've been okay with saying it lately because I'm in that space where if someone said that to me, I'd be like, you right, girl, like you are hard. (laughs) I want to play with you. Like that was how I would respond because, you know, like Cameron Brink won the MVP of the three on three tournament. And like, I was ecstatic for her because she did, she played great. Does that mean that I didn't play good just because she played great? No, I still had a great tournament, too. Like I said, there's room for everyone at the table. And Mm -hmm. I like I just feel like now that we're in a place where young girls in college, it's like there's always been the older WNBA players who have kind of pushed the boundaries. But now, like, there's this avenue for these young college players to really express themselves and and show Mm -hmm. self-confidence. I think I think we're going to see another level reach in in women's basketball and women's sports in general as as this kind of comes to life a little bit. 
For sure. I mean, and you have no shortage of confidence on the court. You seem to be a very good trash talker. Would you agree? (laughs) I do. I I think it's one of my strong skill sets. Like if you're going to list pros and cons, like the number one pro of Haley Van Lith is trash talking. (laughs) (laughs) So what is like, what is the key to like a good dig on the court? Um, ooh, I think, you know, like, kind of being calm about it is mm-hmm. like like you don't need to scream in their face like when you say it calmly I feel like it, it's much more intimidating like mm-hmm. if I can just look you dead in your eye and tell you that I just gave you a bucket without screaming like you're gonna take that personally and I feel like that's that's my strength is I can tr- I can trash talk and be like in a normal like level of voice like I don't have to scream at you <laughs> like yeah we can have you're a just conversation it is like this is what happened like deal with it yeah. yes 100% <laughs> okay so from just what you've gathered up to this point who seems to be the best trash talker on LSU oh oh my gosh I mean I'm gonna let Angel Reese have her crown right like, <laughs> yes it's her moment she's definitely braver than me like she she has no like she does not care and I love that for her and I can't wait to be laughing on the court next to her when she's yeah. doing it but no I think I think she's the queen I'm gonna give it to her you know good like good. she deserves it <laughs> yeah something that's really so great about watching you and Angel as well is it's clear that you all have had co in your life that have nurtured that personality like they have allowed you to be emotional is that accurate mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah and how does that help you because I think sometimes you'll see coaches that have a player you know that is passionate that is fiery and they maybe think they have to reel that in whereas for you that passion is what makes you a really good basketball player yeah I think um you know like a coach and player relationship is something that a lot of people undervalue. And I think as a player for me, when I feel like seen and recognized and valued by my coach, like my potential just goes skyrockets. And when I feel comfortable in who I am as a person and I feel like my coach accepts me for that, like my potential is going to skyrocket. The limit is, is going to increase. And, um, you know, I've had coaches through all levels that have, I've been blessed with, with a lot of coaches that have, um, affirmed me and let me be myself. You know, probably the, the best one that comes to mind is my dad. Um, you know, he was my trainer my whole life. You know, everything that you see on the court, he made, right? He made in the gym with me when I was seven working out that attitude that I have, like he, he showed me that it's okay to do that. And, um, yeah, like I think when, when you're encouraged by the people in your circle that, um, however you feel like express it and be unapologetic about it, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a way to be respectful a hundred (laughs) percent. And I've been raised to be very respectful. So there's no issue in that, but I think, you know, I just, um, I've been blessed with people in my circle who are just cool with me being Haley. And, um, you know, not all players are, are blessed with that. And I think that um, that's something that I can help share with the world. I love that for you. I love it. Um, okay, well, last thing, just speaking of trash talking, you know I have to talk about this because it was such a big moment just in basketball generally. So when Caitlin Clark did the you can't see me gesture, 
It was against Louisville. Yeah. And it looked like it was directed towards you. Walk me through it from your vantage point with Caitlin Clark. It was actually hilarious because at, right after the game, I texted her and I was like, the media is dumb. I'm sorry. Like, you guys have no, like, they just make stuff up. And then they just put it all over the internet and everyone thinks it's true. Like, it's just hilarious. We were yeah. laughing about it because she didn't, she did it to her strength coach. Like, she didn't do it to anyone on our team, especially me. Like, yeah. definitely not towards me. She did it to her strength coach, and it wasn't even in a moment where I didn't even see it in the game. I was probably, you know, dribbling the ball up the court after she just yeah. hit a three in our face. So, um, you know, like, it's just funny how, like, camera angles and, and, and perceptions are skewed through the media. But it was just... It was hilarious. We <laughs> laughed about it after. You got oh my up. gosh. I don't even remember, like, she, I didn't even see it happen. So my perception, like, I don't even have one because I didn't even know it happened until I saw it over Instagram later. No. I can't. So is this the first time you're being asked if it was to you? I mean, in person, yeah. Like, people yeah. have speculated and, like, you know, said it on social media. Like, does Haley, like, was it to Haley? And I've just never answered because, like, who yeah. cares? But, like, yeah. no, like, this is my first time. So I'm clearing it up, guys. Kaylin Clark yes. did not do this to me. <laughs> and if she did, that would have been hilarious. And we would have laughed about it, too. Like, it's not that serious. <laughs> no, I love I love getting this context. It's important. So I love, but 100%. I love also what that gesture ended up meaning. Like, it was just such a moment. And I love, you know, women's basketball should have these moments. You know, it yes. should be about what happens on the court. It should be about personalities. At some at times, it should be about drama. Like, that's what makes sports fun. So, 100%. so many of you have just continued to make this sport everything that we love. So it has been such a joy uh, to watch you. I can't wait to watch you at LSU. So... Last one for you, just what do you want to prove uh, to probably yourself this season? Um, you know, I think I, it's a loaded question because I'm like, what do I want to prove to myself? And I think like what I've been focusing on lately is like everything I need and, and everything I want to have, I already have it. I already have it. It's just up to me whether I believe that I have it. And, um, you know, that it's, that's actually a scripture that I've been studying a lot out of the Bible is like, before, before you ask, you have to believe that you have received it to have received it. And I think that, um, you know, giving myself space to be like, okay, if this is what I want, I already have it in me. So how do I bring that? How do I bring it out of me right now? Cause it's already yeah. in me. The player that I want to be is already inside Haley. Like how, how do I allow myself to let it shine? And I think like, you know, that's what I'm trying to prove to myself is like, I have it all in me. Like Haley just got to figure out how to bring it out. Like yeah, got to figure out how sure. to channel it. So yeah. Well, you go and receive all those things. I am rooting for you. Hopefully I can see you when I am in New Orleans. If y'all have a game, I'm going to go to Baton Rouge. I'm going to come watch. I love watching Angel, love watching you. So thanks so much for your time. You are fantastic. Awesome. No, thank you.